0: I'm going to choose the happy, bright thing versus the (laughs) dark, (laughs) deadly thing. All right, Ms. Condinio. All right, Ms. Condinio. I thought you were for sure,
1: like, going to bomb us. Hey, y'all. It's LJ here, owner and founder of Smart Moms Plan Disney and Smart Moms Travel. We are so glad you're here for another episode of the Smart Moms Plan Disney podcast. Now, here's your host, Allie. Hey there everyone,
2: welcome back to another episode of the Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast. We are so excited that you're here today. It's going to be a super fun one full of a lot of helpful information, a little bit of a debate, and definitely some great takeaways for your Disney trip that you may be planning or may be hoping to plan. But before we dive in, make sure you just stop what you're doing, hit that subscribe button Get notified each week that a new podcast episode has dropped. You want to be among the first people to listen every single week, get the information before anybody else. So just stop what you're doing. Take care of that. It helps us. It helps you. And we are so grateful. We are also going to give another shout out to the members of our Patreon community. We have been building and growing over there, getting to know our subscribers, and it has been so much fun. We are offering them tons of help, planning guides, other cool little gifts for being subscribers, and we would love to see you there. We would love to connect with any listener that wants to join. You can find that link in our bio, and we are excited to see you there. Today, we are, I think, going to have a lot of fun talking about a topic that worries a lot of, especially moms, planning vacations with little ones. I'm here with Becky and Stacy. And we are going to be ranking all of the attractions at Magic Kingdom that do not have a height requirement. Before we do that, I want to remind you, if you have not already checked out the link in our bio, we have another mailbag episode coming up where we are going to be learning all about what makes the perfect park bag. And I'm sure if you have been to Disney before, you had something in your bag that saved the day, or maybe your day could have been easier had you had that one thing you forgot. You have a good story or something you think is a must in the park bag make sure you fill out that form only takes a couple minutes and maybe we will read your response on air okay becky and stacy good morning good morning good
1: morning friends
2: i uh i cannot wait to get into this with you we have done a couple of these ranking episodes at this point and every single time they are a blast And every single time we don't know the order, we do not know what the number one in our ranking list will be until the very end when we tally the totals. And I love that suspense. So make sure you're listening all the way to the end so you can find out what the number one best attraction with no height requirement at Magic Kingdom is. But I want to know, because as I was looking through this list, I was so excited. It's full of iconic attractions. And honestly, the list is big. And I know a lot of people worry you hear all the time. I need to wait to take my kids till they're older. They need to be able to remember it. They're not going to be able to do anything. Well, we've already addressed the fact that you can take little ones even if they won't remember it because you're going to remember it and you're important too. But the notion that there's nothing for them to do is just not true. And this list really proves it.
1: I think that the list of rides in Magic Kingdom almost are like a a perfect playlist on spotify it's like how many skips are there at magic kingdom there's not a lot of skips at magic kingdom there's so many great rides for you to do as an entire family where nobody has to feel like they are being left out
0: so true these are things that i think i i really enjoyed this nostalgia of preparing for this episode because these are things that I started riding as a little girl. Many of these are rides that are original to the park, and that's super fun to go back through, but because of the no height requirement, these are things, not that the 70s always had the best safety rules anyway, but <laughs> but <laughs> these are things that I've been riding since I was a child. And there's, there's still things that we can take our small, even babies onto. Yeah, I have talked a lot
2: on the show about my kids and they've all been going since they were babies. And I believe rode these attractions as, you know, six month olds in my lap or next to me, you know, whatever made sense. And probably not next to me at six months, but they were little and they were on the attraction and it's really fun. I am curious though, because as I was making my list for listeners that maybe have not heard a ranking episode here on the podcast, the way we do it is we have a sliding scale of zero to 100 and we assign each attraction in this case, a number zero to 100 and then we average it out. And the way I kind of look at that is I kind of look at it as like a one to 10 scale, right? And if I would give an, an attraction a seven, then I would look at it in the seventies and kind of slide it up and down based on how I like it. And I tried to make it all relative. I wanted to make sure the attractions I like the most, obviously had my highest numbers, but I am a thrill seeker. I like thrills. Attractions that are bigger, that do have high requirements, that do put butterflies in your belly. Those are the ones I prefer. And so it was interesting when I was making my list because I had to take thrill factor out of it. You know, I couldn't say, well, I don't think that one's very fun because it's not thrilling because that's not what we were looking at. So my, my criteria on ranking was different.
1: I like that we're going from zero to a hundred. It gives us a lot of leeway between like, I have two rides listed here that are my very favorite rides in all of magic kingdom. And it's like. Have to have the ability to put one slightly above the other, and so that ranking works works really well for this. I'm super excited. There are so many that are just like, Do we have any that we can drop below a 50? I don't know. I don't know.
0: Well, spoiler alert, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I have one below (laughs) below 50 as well. (laughs) I have a couple below, and
2: it's not that I'm just trying to be a tough critic on these attractions, it's just that I truly took a lot into account. I took nostalgia history, theming, how much fun I think it is without the thrilling component, things like that. I I put it all in there when I was deciding. And I felt really good about how I ranked it. And I'm really excited. I I have a feeling that I know what number one will end up being. And I don't want to say it now, but I bet I bet I know what it'll be, but I'm excited to find out. So are we ready to dive in? Let's go.
0: So excited.
2: All right. The first attraction we are going to talk about, and we have a lot on this list, so if you are somebody that is worried about taking a little one to Disney World, please know that on this list, these attractions all have no height requirement, and we did not include character meet and greets, we did not include shows, attractions that are in theaters, like they maybe aren't a live show, but are a a show in essence, and so this isn't even a complete list of things you can do with your baby or toddler in Magic Kingdom, this is just the attractions. First one, we're going to talk about the Walt Disney Railroad. This just recently reopened. This was closed for a very long time. They were making renovations and expansions and things to the park, making room for Tron. So the the railroad was closed for a very long time. It reopened just over a year ago. And I can't even believe I'm going to say this. A year ago when it reopened, that was my first time riding the train.
0: What? That really is unbelievable. (laughs) That really is (laughs) unbelievable.
2: I don't know if... My parents just didn't care about it, didn't realize what it was. I don't know, but we just bypassed it, you know, every time we were at the park. And then that became what I did with my kids. We just, we didn't pay attention to it. And I wrote it last year and oh my gosh, I love the railroad. I like it for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's part of Walt's vision. He loved trains. There are great pictures of him on the Disneyland railroad. I love that it is a staple of the park. It's consistent with the theming and kind of the vintage vibe of the park it's beautiful a lot of little kids love trains there's a train at the end of my block you know and my kids love to walk to it so any train then you take it you put it in disney context it's even better it's a quick way to see a lot of the park it it has stations all over the park so you're going to be able to get from the front of the park all the way back to the circus area where dumbo is very quickly if If that's a priority for you so i like it for its convenience and i think it's a great you couldn't have disney world without it i'm giving it a solid
1: 84. Ooh, that's a strong one for you to start with i love the railroad too i think that you know the railroad has two different directions you can sit on it you can sit front to back like stacked like a car or you can sit outward facing and I think you get two different vantage points when you're doing that. We recently got to board the train over at the closed area where Splash Mountain is. And it was so cool to be able to see the upcoming Tiana things that are happening because only from the train station can you actually see what's happening behind those walls, which was really, really cool. I love the Walt Disney World Railroad, but not quite as much as Allie, apparently. I gave it a 73.
2: Yeah, I really do like it. I'm excited. Becky, I'm so glad that you mentioned Tiana's Bayou Adventure, which we did just here as opening summer of 2024. So that's really exciting. And you can take the train right on over to where that amazing new attraction is going to be.
0: Yeah, and that's actually where I was going to start with this. I have a really high ranking for this. This is a very nostalgic ride. Of course, it does have the history related to Walt Disney, which makes it really cool. But this has been a part of our park itinerary for years. We have come in, rope drop, the Tomorrowland side, the Winnie the Pooh, the getting in through Peter Pan, kind of doing some of those things in the morning. And then to get over to Big Thunder Mountain, and Splash Mountain, we would get on the train. And that has just been a part of our itinerary. We used to love the fact, you know, I I think I had mentioned before, we have often rented strollers from Disney World to be our strollers when the kids were little. And they have a system where if you are using a rental stroller, you just hop out, get all your stuff, leave your stroller there, hop on the train. And when you get over to the other side, you get a new one. And um, that's always been, was always a really nice feature of the Disney rentals. Um, So anyway, we've been doing this for a long, long time. Big part of our family history. We really love it. All the things about being practical and magical. And I gave it a really high 90. Wow. Yeah. I honestly can't say that I'm
2: surprised because like I said, we're taking thrill kind of out of the ranking here, or at least like exhilaration and thrill. You know, I guess you could make an argument that these rides are thrilling in their own way, but you take the other things. I love that you said practical and magical. That's a great way to kind of look at these attractions that we're ranking today. Okay. Okay. Next on our list, we're going to go to Tomorrowland and in Tomorrowland, you're going to find the Astro Orbiter. We have talked about this. Uh, Becky, I want to hear you go first on Astro Orbiter.
1: Wah, wah. (laughs) (laughs) Astro Orbiter is in my opinion, the worst ride in the park. It is, you have to go up an elevator to go stand in line. You have to like the, view might be the only saving grace of this ride. In my opinion, like, gosh, I don't know. It's, I was shocked. I was actually shocked when this was on the list for no height requirement because you are really high. And I'm thinking I'm having my little toddler up there. You are up above the people mover. Dang. Talk about a great view, but everything else is like a solid hard pass for me.
2: It's a great view unless you're crammed in with another
1: adult, like
2: squishing each other. (laughs)
1: <laughs> putting another adult inside of your lap like like, oh my gosh it's awkward well, I'm on awkward. in yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you're my only view if we're riding together
0: yeah oh my goodness uh. yeah and I don't have much different to add except for just my own hatred for this ride as well it's just <laughs> um, I, I also cannot believe I can take a baby on there like the concept makes me sick <laughs> like I the idea first of all this is the worst line it is the long longest slowest line the process of getting on the elevator like the whole thing is just ridiculous and annoying (laughs) i I have very strong feelings towards this i'm sorry the seating yes it's the there's no separation between you and the person sitting in front of you between your legs it's also cramped and kind of small for large tall people like myself the view is the one saving grace it is a pretty view up there but I can also see really nice views from very similar faces nearby, which we will talk about soon. Um, I th- feel like it takes longer to get situated on the ride and get going, but then it actually does to ride this ride. So for all of these things, I give it a 20. Wow. Oh, yeah. I don't want this thing to rank anywhere higher than the very bottom of the list. I want it to be like my math <laughs> at T's 20, just to keep it down there. So that just in case one of you had some higher feelings.
1: <laughs> I didn't even say my score. Okay. I, I'm not far off from you, Stacy. I gave it a 25. It's, it's just like, it's a ride. Yeah. Yeah.
2: This is hilarious. I agree with everything you said. I actually have the view as the saving grace written on my notes. Because the view is nice and anytime you can have that, you know, it's great. It also, I will say, is a nice addition to the Tomorrowland skyline. You know, it's a pretty thing to look at for Tomorrowland. Yep. I I appreciate that. I, I wouldn't love to see it go for that reason. You know, it gives it height. And, exactly. and and I don't want it to go anywhere because I do love the way it looks in the land, but I, I don't want to ride it. Just want to look at it. And so
0: this is funny, Becky, I also gave it a 25. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's a pretty part of the aesthetic of Tomorrowland. I'm glad it's there. I think I just do not like the fact that babies can go on it. Like that's just wrong. If adults want to go on there and waste their time, fine. But <laughs> just the I don't know. Like the idea of a baby could be riding around up there and that thing spins around fast. y'all. It just I actually doesn't.
2: think that's the the people that would like it the most. Like a baby wants to be up high and like feel like they're Ugh. flying. It is safe. No. You know, it would not have no higher requirement if it wasn't safe. I but know. I know.
0: I, and I don't mean to imply that Disney would have something unsafe for babies. However, it's just my gut. My gut just can't take it. (laughs) Ladies,
1: it is a 45 minute wait at this moment. Do not spend 45 minutes waiting on this ride. No, I just don't get it.
2: It's not classic. It's not themed. Disney. Like I just, it's not for me. All right. Stacey, you start us off then with uh, the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin staying right there adjacent to Astro Orbiter in Tomorrowland.
0: Okay. This is a really fun one. I really like this one in that it's a pretty quick moving line. Now, the wait time on it can build up a little bit because it is pretty popular, but it, even in its longer wait times, it still moves pretty quickly. It is a ever moving line. The The ride coming through is a constant motion, kind of like some, there's some other rides that do this as well. It's a fun target game. I do like it in that it is competitive. I can get really frustrated if a game or if there's something that's supposed to be a game and it's not well done and therefore it's not really able to be competitive. That frustrates me. But this one is something you can really have some um, strategy with and, and some competition with. So I do like that. It is pretty primitive little ride. So that, that does take away some of the points. But... I think overall, it's one of our our favorites. I also really like that you can max out the score. If you know how to hit some targets at the right time and you know where some of the higher scoring ones are strategically, you can max it out, which a couple of people in my family have done. And I am one of them. It was so, so exciting to max out that score one time. So I have given this a no i think pretty fair rating of a 75
1: that is not fair <laughs>
0: oh no <laughs> no 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 this is
1: not fair okay first of all stacy you're going to disneyland very soon which i'm super excited for you once you've ridden buzz lightyear in disneyland you're going to come back to buzz lightyear in disney world and be like this is trash <laughs> Okay, okay. It is, it it feels so dated to me. It feels like I'm riding a ride that has not been updated since 1999, and I think it's a fun ride. We always have fun when we're on it, but in terms of when I'm comparing it to Toy Story Mania, when I'm comparing it to Buzz Lightyear in Disneyland, it just feels worn out to me. And so... I might get a divorce paper sent to me for saying that, <laughs> because my overly competitive husband who does often max out on this ride and goes and gets that sticker that you can get for maxing out the ride. Um, he loves it. I'm, I'm a hard pass, like 56. <gasps> oh, wow. So low.
2: Oh, man. This is funny. I like you, Stacey, I'm competitive, but what's really funny is I don't always have the, Ability to back up my competitiveness, right? So I'll talk a big talk in the line and then I'll get in line and I'll, I'll get in the attraction and be like, oh, by the way, I'm terrible at this. But it's still really fun for me to try to win. I I like this ride. What kid doesn't love by Buzz Lightyear, right? And he makes so much sense in Tomorrowland. Again, this is another one that I'm looking at theming, location in the park. It just makes great sense. It is a game, so it's interactive, it gets extra points there. It did lose points for me in two places, similar to exactly what Becky said. It does feel a bit dated. And that's because the other place that lost points for me was in comparison to Toy Story Mania in Hollywood Studios, which is another competitive ride. And it's far superior in most ways to the Space Ranger spin. So I love it. I love that it's there. It is fun. My son wants to ride it every single time. So of course, I think of him and that you know makes my heart happy. I I didn't score it super low or super high. I think, you know, I gave it a 65.
1: We're all kind of right in a row. Good. Right there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So one of us loves it. One of us hates it. One of us is love, hate. That's pretty good. (laughs) All right. So we're going to keep going here. We're going to move out of Tomorrowland, head back towards the circus area and talk about Dumbo. Now, this is, is this the icon of the icons?
1: I think if you're not thinking mountains of Magic Kingdom, Dumbo is probably the ride you're thinking of.
0: Yeah, I do think it's definitely something that is pictured when you picture an overview of Magic Kingdom. What I love about the
1: Dumbo ride is I love that there are two of them. I think that it's awesome to move the line around really, really well. I love the playground that gives your kiddos a great place to kind of get the wiggles out while you're standing in line. It's in that area that just isn't near and dear to any of our hearts. So that's kind of a bummer. I wish it had a little bit better focal point and better visibility of the park overall. But I think Dumbo's a decent ride. I gave
0: it a 75. Allie, you want to go next or you want to come back to me?
2: Yeah, no, I'll go. Uh, Dumbo is getting a lot of points to me because of how iconic it is. And when I'm really thinking about my list, I felt like with Magic Kingdom specifically, a lot of itineraries that families build have a lot to do with, I've heard about this and I have to ride it. And I just feel like if you're thinking about that one big special trip, you're going to ride Dumbo, right? I am a sucker for classic things things with a rich history and Dumbo was groundbreaking for Disney, right? And my kids love to um, play with it, make it go up and down. You know, you can actually make him fly. So it becomes interactive in that way. And spoiler alert, if you've ever been on a Disney cruise to Castaway Keith, Disney Island, you can actually snorkel and see an original Dumbo car um, sunk at the bottom of the ocean. And I just, I love it. And I think it speaks to how, how much stock I put in classic things, right? Things with a rich history. So it's not my favorite ride, but I think it deserves a lot of recognition in this park. And I gave it an 88. Okay. Hmm.
0: Generous this
1: morning.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, I do think it's interesting how we rank these when we are only ranking them against other (laughs) other Mm -hmm. non-height requirement rides. Um, Okay, so I don't have much more to say than what y'all have already said. It's so classic. It really is a pretty ride. They've got some really nice colors on it, making it a nice backdrop. For photos with your kiddos, it's pretty to take with it in the background. It's pretty to take while you're on the ride, so I do enjoy that. Of course, it's you know it's an original, and the play area is not original. That has been an excellent addition um, over the years to have a play area for the kids while you wait and and not have just a standard old fashioned queue. And I like that it can be strategized in your park day to have pretty low wait times you can go really first thing in the morning or wait till later in the evening when a lot of families with small children have already gone on back to the resorts. So I I think it's a great ride. Definitely want it, you know, I think it should always be there forever and ever. And I have given it a 70.
2: Yeah. I can't believe I'm so much higher than everybody on that. I think I just, it's one of those things where you have to ride it. And that's kind of where I did my scale today. Okay. I will start on this next one, Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion's on the edge of Fantasyland in the Liberty Square area. Haunted Mansion, classic, iconic, themed better than any other attraction in the park, in my opinion. Fully throughout, the cast members are in on it. They are acting and performing. It must be so much fun to work this attraction. The expanding room is also classic and iconic. Uh, I have a shirt with the tightrope walker and the alligator. It's one of my favorite things I own uh, for Disney uh, apparel. I cannot believe how much is going on in there. The amount of thought and imagineering that went into creating the the big ball, the fortune teller ball, and of course the ballroom dancers at the dinner party, and even the graveyard scene, I really take a moment every time I'm in there and just look at how much is in there, and it's incredible. It's also very scary, you know, it's legit scary. And I just think at Magic Kingdom, for any attraction, not even just non-height required, this is the must-do, this is the must-see, this is classic. It's everything you would expect from Magic Kingdom. And that's why I said, there's 99 points, but room for one more.
0: Oh, no. Did you give it a 99? I did. Yeah. I am so impressed. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And that really is the perfect way to to give that point. So I agree with everything that you have said. You know, I really want this to come in high. I think it will come in high for us when the totals are run. But I do have a couple of reasons for the score that I have given. Of course, I want to agree with you. All the classic things, the very impressive nature of the design, the historic part of it being related to Walt's vision. You know, he didn't ever get to see this in completion, but he had always wanted a haunted house type of ride. And it's such a great well done Disney version of a haunted house. I'd particularly love you mentioned the dancers in the ballroom scene. That is my favorite scene. I love knowing that that special effect is so is such an old-fashioned design. and I, you know, it's it's done with like, literally like smoke and mirrors. <laughs> and it's so cool, you know, that they have, you know, it's real animatronics running in a hidden area underneath where you're riding and then it's reflected. And so like, it just gives an incredible illusion. I just love all of that. I love the queue. I love the doom buggies. Other than the fact that I'm a little tall for the doom buggies, it's hard to wear my ears in there. <laughs> Other than that, it's great. Um, I love the stretching room. Like it has so many things that I absolutely love about it. Now, I'm going to throw in the, the tiniest of negatives the reason that I have a little bit of an issue that I've lowered the score if the idea of death and darkness and the occult are are things that are going to be disturbing at all these are parts of that attraction now I I'm not saying I'm not going to ride it because of it but because of it I'm going to put it slightly lower than the next ride we're going to talk about, <laughs> but I do give it a high 85. I think it's fantastic, I love it. But just in comparison, I, I do have it lower than something else here coming up soon. <laughs> hey, Disney, Disney has a dark side. Have you met the villains? Oh, it does, it does. But when I choose my favorites out of it, I'm going to choose the happy, bright thing versus the <laughs> dark, deadly thing. All right, Miss, all right, Miss, <laughs> all right, Miss, hey,
1: I thought you were for sure like. <laughs> Gonna bomb us with like a fifty no, or something? No, so, no, no, no. no, 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 no. Eighty-five.
2: I would have rioted. I would have rioted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel good about an eighty-five from you. I, for all of the things you were saying, I, I could give Haunted Mansion a hundred because I love it that much. I think it's an amazing ride. It's the perfect place to just. I don't know, like it was a place that I would nurse my babies when when we were when they were little, like it's a long enough ride to be in the dark and private and all of those things while it's not jerking you around and all of those crazy things. I love the Haunted Mansion. I love the picture at the end where you're getting a ghost next to you. There's not a lot to dislike about it, but does it make you cry? You get emotional and (laughs) cry in The Haunted Mansion. (laughs) No, I actually don't think I've ever cried in The Haunted Mansion, but I do really, really love it. We tend to get stuck. Our family thinks it's hilarious because we tend to get stuck. I think probably nine times out of 10, we're stuck watching the ballroom dancing scene. I don't know why it happens, but it happens so often that we just laugh about it now. You and I got stuck together in the graveyard. We did. And I actually really, really love the stair scene in it too, where the, the step, you can see the steps Um, happening. There's so much to love. But because it is scary, I would say from two years old to four-year-olds can sometimes have a hard time simply because of the dark nature of it. They can get a little bit spooked. And so I can't drop it below a 90, but I'm going to give it a 91. Nice.
2: Yeah. Fair enough. I just think it doesn't get better. What more can you ask for? Okay. I feel great about it. We're going to move now. And I'm gonna anger one of our co-hosts so much with our with our next one for sure. I am. We're gonna go to Small World just down the way from Haunted Mansion, and I don't want to start this one. Becky,
1: you start. It's a Small World is classic Disney. The song's going to st- get stuck in your head. Those little those little animatronics are adorable. I love how it just kind of gives you a peek into all of the different cultures around the world. I am that person again. I must be our Disneyland person because I constantly am comparing things to Disneyland and small world in Disney world compared to small world in Disneyland doesn't hold a candle in my opinion. I think that the things they have going on in Disneyland are better for small small world, but I love this ride. I'm happy to sit through it every single time we go. I have ears that our small world themed ears that I wear every single time I go to Magic Kingdom. It's just kind of one of those things. I think the classic nature, the song, the theming, all of those reasons give it an 80 from me.
0: Okay. Yeah. I um I'm so glad. <laughs> I was really kind of afraid this was gonna be like, and maybe well, hey, we don't know what Allie's gonna say yet. This gets so much hate in the world of Disney. People are so annoyed with small world. What? How can you not want to ride? It's a small world. It's the most pleasant experience to just be on this relaxing little boat ride in these beautiful colors. And it's so white and airy and it's children. And I I just don't understand why anybody has hate for this ride. Um, I do love it. It's mostly a fast moving ride these days. Now, there have been times... In years past, when there were less things to ride in Magic Kingdom, the line would be insane. You can have the Lightning Lane so that you really don't have to wait on it. It's really great in that respect as well. I have good memories of my kids like being in line in this in the regular queue, and they would play rock paper scissors with other kids in line, and they would just. You know, even from way across the way, they would find somebody and play rock, paper, scissors. Like, I just have a lot of fun memories of this. I have not seen it in a while, but do y'all, have you ever seen... Where somebody is sitting in Pinocchio House at the window above this ride, uh, the entry to this ride, there are signs that have been set up there for years where people can hold up a sign to be like, hey, and they see you from the window. And it's really cute to, to interact with people in the restaurant next door. I do love, like you said, Becky, the theme, the message, just the whole idea of We are a unified world of people that it's just a humanitarian thing. Uh, I love everything about it. I love the signage at the end where it's all of the different languages saying goodbye. You know, now they even have it interactive where it'll pick up your name from your magic band sometimes and it'll say bye, Stacey. And I just love everything about that because it's another slow moving ride and I wanted it to be higher than Haunted Mansion. I gave it an 86. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) here we go. (laughs) No,
2: I'm going to surprise you right now. And I'm going to really anger Carla. Small World is annoying. Okay, it's 13 minutes long. I've clocked it. And you have the same song over and over. But I love the song and I love (laughs) this ride. And my earliest Disney memories include riding this with my mother. Every time I went to Disney World, it was our even if my brother and dad did not want anything to do with it, we made sure to ride it. I cannot think of anybody that couldn't have fun sitting with their kids going through each of the different rooms. And I mean, we find something new every single time. And then of course it's always pick your favorite, you know, pick your favorite doll out of each of the rooms. And uh, I love the last room when the whole world comes together and it's white and the Ferris wheel. It's, gorgeous. I love it. Yes. There's a lot of, a lot of engineering that went into this. I love the can-can dancers. You know, they're just adorable. I love this ride. I can't say enough good things about it. Yes. It's annoying. Yes. It's long, but I actually love that song. We, I own a dance studio and my daughter is actually dancing to the song this year, but it's a really beautiful version. It's not like the fast paced, high pitched version. It's like a small world cover, but it's really beautiful. And they're all dressed like, you know, different little countries. It's really great. I love Small World. Maybe that's a bad opinion because it does get a lot of hate. But on this show, it's going to get a lot of love today because I really like it. Three of my family members, including myself and two of my friends, have had our names at the end of the attraction where it'll say, you know, au revoir, Allie, you know, and it's so cute. I love it. And it just, again, that's that interactive moment that you're looking for at Disney. I give Small World a 90. Oh!
1: Oh, yay. Love it. Before we leave off of Small World, uh, right now it's a 25-minute standby. What would you say is your line for being willing to... St- stand in that standby versus come back later. What was the line right now? 25 minutes.
2: Yeah, I was going to say my max would be about that. That would be my max. I prefer 20 and below. I'd consider 25. I do love it. I do score it high because I think it's an important one to ride, especially if you're only ever going one time. And I kind of thought about that when I ranked these, you know, what are the once in a lifetime you have to ride them? So it is worth a wait. But for me, yeah,
1: I'd cut that off. I think 25 is about where I am, too. Actually, while we were sitting here, it just jumped to 40. I would never
0: rate 40. (laughs) I would not wait 40. Right, 40 it either. it's like come back later if the line's that long well and that's what i was gonna say like knowing that it will drop down i would definitely wait because it is not gonna be 40 all day for sure yep and it's not a super fun queue. like it's
2: kind of in the one like you're look overlooking the same view the whole time and it feels pretty crammed to me i, I don't necessarily love it all right feel good about that carla's mad we all know <laughs> she would have given it at like a 10 or something <laughs> let's go to another disney classic the jungle cruise I will start this one. Jungle Cruise is another one of Walt's vision attractions. Uh, The original, of course, in Disneyland is exactly as he wanted it. This one gets points for me from a lot of different angles. It is an original. It is very fun. I think the animal animatronics, they look a little dated to me. But maybe that's just part of the history. You know, maybe that's one of those things you don't mess with it because it is from the 70s or, or earlier and you want it to stay looking that way. I'm not really sure. And they've done some updates to it in in some really positive ways over the last couple of years, which is great. But the best part about the Jungle Cruise is going to be the cast member you get. If you get a funny... Because the jungle navigators who are running the attraction are funny. And the attraction wasn't always meant to be funny. People that don't know the story, it was just supposed to be like a cruise. And Walt himself was riding it once. And the cast member that was taking him through, I think, was nervous is how the story goes. And made it a funny attraction and made Walt laugh a lot. And then that's how it kind of became something that was comedic. And I appreciate anything that's going to add that layer to it. Jungle Cruise... Changes for the holidays to the Jingle Jingle Cruise, one of the attractions that gets a holiday overlay, which is super fun. I got to say, though, it's not my favorite attraction in the park of the icons. It's definitely not, but it's
0: still absolutely worth it. I gave it an 85. I'm so glad. I was worried. (laughs) I was worried you were going to bring it down too low. That is great. Yeah, this is not a ride that is anything other than a stage for performers. Those cast members are the center point of this ride. And like you said, it was not intended that way originally. I think it was meant to be a a kind of an adventure ride where you felt like you were on some type of safari, whatever word, you know, a jungle cruise. That really was Walt's original idea. And now it is way too outdated as far as the animatronics go however that's not the point point. and i get really sad when i'm on a ride with other guests who don't understand and they're like what the heck have i just gotten onto?" and they aren't appreciating that this is a performance you have to go into this ride not expecting thrills and beautiful scenery but you are watching a show this cast member is the center point of this ride I am always impressed with how many years I have been going and how many times I have ridden this ride and how there are still new jokes that they come up with. I I love this. Um, It is a very punny ride. (laughs) It is really corny. And that is the point of it. And it's for people who don't have that type of sense of humor, it's painful to watch them there. I hate being on a boat ride with them and feeling like I'm the only person who appreciates everything this cast member is doing. And I feel like I have to laugh really loud. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) I have to give them some feedback because everyone else is just staring at them blankly. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Um, I love that there are traditional jokes that will show up in every ride. Spoiler alert, the, the number one joke is the backside of water. I love that there's that little part of that when you get on a good boat with people who know what's going on and you come up to that point in the ride and everybody yells, the backside of water. I love that. I love everything about that. So all of these things I computed and I was trying to compare them to the other slow moving rides, which Haunted Mansion I gave an 85, Small World I gave an 86, Jungle Cruise I gave an 87. Mm, Okay. I
1: love how much you appreciate live productions. I think that of the three of us, we all love that piece of it. And I think it's an amazing um, artistry, really. Like we know Josh Gad has gone on there to be a Jungle Cruise skipper. I love riding this ride. I think that we never skip it. It's one that we prioritize every single time we go to Disney. I love the overlay for Christmas. I actually like the, the Christmas overlay better than the regular ride. I think it's awesome. I, however, like the restaurant inspired by the ride better than the ride. The Skipper Canteen Restaurant, those waiters are just as much putting on that show, just like the skippers on the ride are. I think that the Jungle Cruise ride is definitely worthy everyone going on. Don't be the person sitting back in the back with your arms folded and you're on vacation. Let loose and laugh at the dorky jokes. Like it is so fun. However, it is definitely below some of my other high hitter rides at Magic Kingdom. So I gave it a 79.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I won't get mad about that. You know, something I didn't mention was there is one really big con on this thing. The motor on the boat is so loud. I really wish they could maybe make these electric. I don't know. I have, and it's maybe my old age and I'm getting to where I can't hear the cast member as well. <laughs> That's your old age, Casey. <laughs> it is. <laughs> the motor on that boat is so loud. I have a hard time hearing the cast members these days. Oh,
2: it's terrible. That's funny. Okay. The riverboat, that's where we're going next. Over in Liberty Square, this goes along the little body of water that's there by Tom Sawyer Island. It's barely a ride. This barely made the list. Okay. I can't imagine wasting part of your day on the riverboat as an attraction. It's beautiful to look at. I love that it's there. You know, I hope people keep riding it so that it doesn't go away because it is a cool part of Magic Kingdom. But it's not a ride to me. I wouldn't spend my time doing it. And I gave it a 20.
0: The only reason I give it any more than that is because I wanted it ranked higher than Astro Orbiter <laughs> and I gave it a 21. <laughs> you know what really is so annoying about this thing? And I, I really think I would give it higher but that boat is on a track, even though I understand why it is. I, I don't know. I think that annoys me when it's the, the fact that it's on a track and it just goes in this really slow, long, plain, boring circle. Why would you waste your time on this? So it's better than Astro Orbiter, but it's only a 21. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's funny. Stacey, I think that's funny that, that it
1: bothers you that it's on a track like everything at Disney's on a track. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, let's don't bring logic into this. It annoys me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jungle Cruise is on a track. Yeah, it definitely is. hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, I,
1: I don't disagree with anything. I don't disagree with anything you all are saying. In fact, my logic was exactly that same thing. Like this can't be lower than Astro Orbiter because the grandmas and the grandpas have to have somewhere to go and relax while <laughs>
0: Yeah. Hey, hey, let's be careful bringing grandmas into
1: this. okay? Oh, goodness. I think and I also think that the nostalgia of
0: Walt's connection
1: to why he did this, why he put it in the park, gives it a little more than Astro Orbiter. So I gave it a 30.
2: 30 is too high. (laughs) That's too high. (laughs) My kids have never asked to ride the riverboat. Never. Have you ever ridden it? No.
0: (laughs) I don't don't blame you. I feel like I surely have. I feel like I went through the process of I can't be such a hater if I've never written it. Yes, you can. But I have no memory of writing it. And so I don't know if I just have gone through the thought process that I need to write it and never did or if it's just that forgettable. I really don't know which of the two it is.
2: <laughs> well, either one. Either one. Either way. Yeah. It's a lot more. Yeah. Go look at it. It's cute. There's a little shaded area. But yeah. Okay. We're going to do one more. Then we're going to take a break. The mad tea party or probably what listeners know referred to as the teacups classic spinny ride becky you take
1: it i have nostalgia like bursting from this ride sean refuses to get on it it's not for the faint of heart if spinning is any kind of issue for you you are not going to want to ride this ride but we ride it often i have video like of my kids growing up on the teacups i love that I love that it's the iconic like ride vehicle. I would say between the teacup and Dumbo, they are the iconic ride vehicles in Magic Kingdom. I think that it's it's a good time. I love I love when you're on at nighttime and the lights are off and the lights are glowing under the that. I love that there's usually characters kind of hanging out around the tea party. Sometimes you can see Alice wandering around there. It's not like an amazing ride. But I enjoy it. I gave it a 76. Well, it is on a track.
0: <laughs> Stop.
1: <laughs> oh, regret, regret. <laughs> no regrets, Stacy. No
0: regrets. We know, okay,
2: Stacy. we know you took off points for the track, but what else? Okay,
0: here's the honest truth. I love this ride. It's beautiful. It's so cute. I want to love it. It is purely motion sickness as to why I have taken off any points at all. And I feel like, I, like I said, I just want to ride it. And I know children love it. I know I loved it even as a child. That that feeling of spinning and making yourself dizzy is just such a fun thing for kids. Can I tell you a really awful story? If you don't like, uh, I don't know if I should even tell the story, but I've already brought it up. So here we go. When I was very young in the 1970s, when we would visit as my, in my childhood, we had a souvenir book. There was a nice photo book of just a little paperback but it was a large book with glossy photos you know it's kind of like a coffee table book but paperback really beautiful of all the different scenes around magic kingdom and we had that book at the house and i would love looking through it and one day i saw mom i was like why are the front pages kind of stiff and crinkly mm-hmm. and the front two pages why do they stick together oh no like what's what happened on with this book and mom was like yeah that was where you threw up after the teacup. <laughs> and we kept that book mom did not throw that book out just because i barfed on it so <laughs> the barf we just wiped it off and yeah it. it i uh I don't really want to look at the book too much after that, but, um, yeah, that's, so there's a great nutshell about <laughs> what this attraction is. Exactly. I want <laughs> to love this ride. I just can't. And I feel like about 50% of the world would agree with me. So I'm going to give it a 50.
2: Wow. That's so low. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Do you think Mission Space Orange or the teacups are the most motion sickness attraction in Disney World?
0: Oh, I think
1: Mission Space has it Mission beat. Mission Space. They have to tell you like 57 times before yeah. you get on the ride.
2: Yeah, Mission Space is probably worse, but I would say more people cannot ride the teacups than can. Yeah. I All of the points I gave teacups are because of, are rooted in nostalgia and what it represents for the park. You know, it's not going anywhere. Here's an attraction most people can't ride, but we're not going to get rid of it, right? Like, because it's that iconic. You can get some amazing videos of your kids on the teacups. Like if you video them while spinning, I know a lot of people probably just throw up hearing that, but if you can <laughs> do it, if you can do it, um, it's it's really great footage. It's so sad because I didn't used to have any sort of motion sickness at all. And as I've gotten older, I notice it more and more. And the teacups are becoming something that are very, very difficult for me, but I do it for my kids. But I gave all of it. I gave all of its points because of nostalgia and what it represents everything i just said and i gave it a 70. Hmm. yeah
1: it's one of those rides that that somebody from your your party is going to be watching from the side but the line is always usually some point in the day you're going to be able to walk on
2: this is even this is even an attraction that's hard to look at i mean (laughs) like sometimes you can't even sit there and look at this thing like without getting like that dizzy eye emoji okay Beware of the teacups. We are going to take a quick break and then we're going to finish ranking the non-high requirement rides at Magic Kingdom.
1: Are you a dedicated fan of the Smart Moms Plan Disney podcast and feel the need to take notes while listening to each and every episode? our Diamond Mind Patreon subscription is a perfect fit for you. Every month, our Diamond Mind subscribers receive a new Disney travel guide that simplifies and organizes the podcast content. Join our community at patreon.com and search for Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast. Joining our Patreon supports our woman owned small businesses and allows you more simplicity and support in planning your next Disney vacation. Join us at patreon.com and we'll see you there. Welcome
2: back, everyone. This has been so much fun. I can't believe how in line we are with our thinking, but I am excited about it. Although I'm a little curious now. I I said at the top of the show that I thought I knew what the top ride would be. And now I'm not quite sure. We just left off with we just took a sick break and left off with the teacups, <laughs> the bad tea party. And I will never forget Stacy's story for as long as I live.
0: <laughs> Sorry about that.
2: <laughs> I love it. Nope. And we're going to move up to the front of the park to the magic carpets of Aladdin. And Stacy, you, you start with this one.
0: Okay. You know, there was a little while, a couple years ago, that I liked this ride a little more because I would say you could ride, if you wanted to ride Dumbo, but the line was too long. Go over to Magic Carpets because it's a very similar ride, but the line is always shorter. And that was the case for years. And I feel like that strategy has caught up with me. (laughs) And now that's not true anymore. Now that Dumbo has the play area and the little, they'll call you back when it's your time to ride. And I feel like the Magic Carpets, it goes a lot slower now. I feel like the wait time here is longer than it used to be. So I've had to shift my thinking on it. However, it is a really fun ride. I like the location of it versus trying to find your way back to getting on the Dumbo ride. So if you want this type of ride, I feel like I'm more naturally just here and it's it's a good way to good place to hop on. And it has a little bit of a different motion to it. I know that this is something you particularly like, Allie, the little wobble that you can do when you're riding this ride. For all of these things, I wanted to give it a very similar score to Dumbo because it is a very similar ride. But I do think I like it just a teeny bit more. So I'm giving it a 71. And that's fair. I do like this ride. I do think in terms of creativity, it
2: is just the same idea as Dumbo. So it doesn't get a whole lot of points there. And it is not as much of a staple in the park as some of the other things we've discussed. I do like this ride. I've talked about it on the show. I actually think it's fun because the wavy motion that you were saying, it really does make you feel like a carpet. And I think it's cool that they figured that serpentine type energy out and the front and back of the carpet get to do different things. One gets to do the forward back and one gets to do the up down. And I think that's really fun. I uh, agree the wait's too long. I would not wait more than 10 minutes for this ride, You know, which also tells me it's not as much of a staple. And I gave it a, even though I like it a lot, I gave it a 56.
1: I share those feelings. I actually don't think that it's better than Dumbo. I think Dumbo scores points for nostalgia and for being very Disney. I feel like similar to the Buzz Lightyear ride, like I feel like there was an era of Disney that was just 90s Disney. This feels very 90s Disney to me. So for that purpose, I give it a 63.
0: Oh, I can't believe I was the highest. Okay. Yeah, it's fun, but
2: it's not a like I, like I said, a lot of my rankings were rooted in this nostalgia and it just uh, like, even though I really like it, I don't think it's a Magic Kingdom Park staple, you know? Yeah. And so that's, even though I think it's fun, don't wait more than 10 minutes, you know, and those factors have it kind of low for me. Next one is going to be Winnie the Pooh back in Fantasyland and you're riding little honey pots. Becky, what do you think of Winnie the Pooh?
1: Winnie the Pooh is the heart and soul of a dark ride to me like Disney has what's called dark rides, which are these slow riding. You go through a story. It's a dark storytelling. Things are glowing from black lights. Like all of the things I think that it's among the best of the fantasy land rides. In my opinion, I think it's great for littles. I like the line, how there's little interactive things for your kiddos to do as they're walking through those lines. There are so many hidden Mickey's, which if you don't know about hidden Mickey's, There's books for Hidden Mickeys that our family loves doing when we're going through rides. Um, I really like it. I really do enjoy the Winnie the Pooh ride. And I don't know if it's just the pull on Winnie the Pooh holds a sweet spot in my heart. Um, My daughter loved my friends Tigger and Pooh when she was growing up and so many good memories around Winnie the Pooh in general. I gave it an 84. What did you say? An 84. Okay. Okay. Wow. Hmm. That's too high. Mm -mm.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's too high. Winnie the Pooh is not a staple to me and my family. We, we don't really have deep ties to Winnie the Pooh. None of us are like Pooh lovers. I, we don't even ride this a lot. I specifically remember some of the dark scenes and things. I specifically remember uh, Tigger. The Tigger scene is cute and unexpected. Um so I like that but this is l- so low on my list. This is the attraction we ride if we have to, if we have nothing else to do, if the wait is short. And it is in no way a represent a representation of all the things I've been ranking on today. And so for me it was a 46.
0: Ooh, wow. Okay, so I'm going to be the middle ground here. I (laughs) I think it's really cute. It has been a high priority for our family for many years. Really, because we've always had small kids with us at some point with our extended family. It's adorable in that respect. It does have a cute little line queue for kids. We would do this really early in the morning in our itinerary almost every time, just to get it out of the way. Uh, It was always a nice slow start to our morning. Just a really fun little way to get our day going but I would never take a long period of time to get in line for this. It's cute, but that's about where it ends. Um, I agree. I love the Tigger scene. That is adorable. The the Heffalump scene is always uh, almost disturbing. (laughs) I I don't know. You know, like I said, I'm just going to be the middle ground here. I'm going to give it a 65. I think it's a a really fine ride. I think it's cute for when you have babies to take onto a ride, but there's nothing really special about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I think that my nostalgia to it is thinking through having toddlers and just feeling so connected to that toddler piece. There's not a lot of rides that are super aimed at toddlers. Yeah. And I feel like Winnie the Pooh really does a good job of hitting that.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I can disagree there. It's definitely a little, little kid ride, in my opinion.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Peter Pan's Flight. I had a really hard time ranking this because... This is arguably the most popular attraction in all of Magic Kingdom, and I don't agree with that assessment. You know, I've often wondered why it is so much more popular than some of the other things we have discussed already. It's awesome. It is really fun to feel like you're flying, you're flying above um, Neverland and London, and that's really, really awesome. But I just don't necessarily understand why it's, I mean, do you, do either of you understand why this ride like this should be your or your first Lightning Lane selection, right? Because the wait is always, sure. I mean, this wait is always over an hour. Yeah. You know, and I, I can't understand how or why. Do either of you have an idea why this is so much more popular? Because I, it is cute and I do love it.
1: It's an anomaly. <laughs> it's the great question of Magic Kingdom, like. Why is this line so long? I don't know. I struggled with the rating on it as well. I, I understand. I actually really love Peter Pan. I talked on our character episode. I talked about our connection to Peter Pan and the great stories we have with Peter Pan. But the ride just isn't it. I don't know why the line's so long.
2: Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love Peter Pan and the idea of never growing up and you're there with your kids? Of course. I sort of, in my ranking, bought into the mentality of, you know, this is a popular ride just because it it has become such a staple. It's just not my, it's not my favorite. You know, we don't even ride it every time we go. And that, it says a lot to me. I gave Peter Pan's Flight an 80 because people love it. It is a park staple, but I think it's a little overrated. It is relaxing. I'll say that. And for any Smart Moms travel agents listening today, the Hidden Mickey will be relaxing because that's the overarching theme on a lot of these rides. They're slower moving and relaxing with your kiddos. I just think it's a little overrated. The queue is maybe more entertaining than the attraction.
0: Well, and the queue is a recent addition. You know, that has not always been there. The queue is really super great. However, I would say don't ever see the queue. You need to have a lightning lane for this. You do not need to go through the queue for this. And I'm going to just agree with everything negative y'all have said about this and then be crazy and give it a higher score than it probably deserves. (laughs) But it is a lightning lane. Now that that is a thing, 100%, you need to do a lightning lane for it because as we've already mentioned, it is such an anomaly. Why is it so long? I don't know. But I love it. And I do not want to skip it. I don't think we've ever skipped it. The flying over London is so amazing, particularly for children. The illusion of flying over London is so, so cool. So I think kids really love that. I think um, because it does have a little bit of that dark feeling, it gives a little, for kids, it does feel a little bit on the spooky and a good way side. It is not scary at all. But it gives them that adventurous, you know, almost like hiding in a uh, in a room with a flashlight kind of a feeling. The iridescent colors, the way that they glow in the dark is really fun. I think it's a special illusion for a lot of kids to experience. So in the comparison of other similar rides, I wanted to, to score it in a way that would put it in this proper rank in that position. I would give it, I give it an 87.
1: Ooh, yeah, that is too high. In my opinion,
0: I do kind of feel like Stacy sold it a little bit,
2: though. Like some of the things she was saying kind of made me feel like, oh, well, that's why it's so popular. Like that making the kids feel adventurous and hiding with a flashlight that. That's a cute comparison.
1: I do. And I do like the ride vehicles being like the little pirate ships. They're cute. And they do the little pixie dust to make the bar come down. Like there are definitely things that have the Disney magic in there. You're talking about flying over London, seeing if you look really close over London, you can like see the little cars. Driving on the road, really, really cute. Other than that, I don't know why the line is so long. It's not my favorite dark ride. I, I think it's fine. I definitely will hit it if the line's short enough, but I'm not going to wait longer than like 20 minutes max, which when is it ever less than 20 you minutes? Would
2: ride, you would ride poo over Peter? I would. Poo over
1: Peter? No, 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 no. <laughs> no way. Not for, for, I think they're both. They're both good rides, but this is just not my ride. So I gave it a 60. That's low mean. All right. We're going to go to the Prince
2: Charming carousel, regal carousel, excuse me.
0: And Stacey, I want you to start it. Okay. Similar feelings with the teacups here. It's a beautiful ride. It is a staple that needs to always be there. Unfortunately, you know, I don't know if every motion sickness person has an issue with a carousel, but even this does bother me as well. Unfortunately, I wish it didn't. I want to love it. You know, there's a this old mall not far from my home that has a carousel as well. <laughs> so in that I always feel like, you know, if I really wanted to ride a carousel, I can <laughs> go to the mall <laughs> and ride it. So we have almost always skipped it. I have a few memories of when the kids were tiny, tiny that we got on it. But mostly we don't even want to take the time. It's a beautiful backdrop for photos, particularly at night. I love having photos of it with the castle behind it. I love having firework photos with the carousel in the picture. But during the day, there are so many daggum strollers. (laughs) There's so many strollers around it. Like it even ruins a picture for that. I actually scored it exactly the same as the teacups. I feel like it's a 50-50 shot. I gave it 50 points. It's fine. There's nothing magical about it other than the fact that it is a carousel which you have to have in Fantasyland. Yeah, you've seen one carousel. You've seen them all. Yeah.
2: I don't necessarily need a Prince Charming themed attraction. Uh, The best part about it is that it's a photo spot and one of my favorite pictures of Magic Kingdom is the carousel at night. Specifically, just like you said, you hit all the points. The Regal carousel for me is a 40. Mm. We don't waste time there.
1: Yeah. Uh, Similar. The picture is the best part, especially if you can get it at nighttime after it has recently rained. Good gracious, is that an amazing picture? It's just beaming with magic.
2: I actually think my favorite picture is right after rain. Really? Yeah. Actually we were all I think it was when we were all together at our extended evening hours and I think it had
1: rained. Oh, I love that. Well water is often a part of my my memories and rain. So I think that even just getting on the carousel and taking a picture on the horse if you have a kid who's never ridden a carousel, get on it. Let them feel the the butterflies in their tummy from going the up and down ride. All of the things. I'm trying to get on Cinderella's horse. Like Cinderella has a horse on the carousel, which is kind of a magical thing. Otherwise, it's kind of just a carousel. So I give it a 65. Yeah, that's even high. It's just it's just a carousel. It's pretty.
2: All right. A heavy hitter. Pirates of the Caribbean. You take it, Becky.
1: My daughter, my oldest, she's a senior this year, loves Pirates of the Caribbean. She in fact loves Pirates and Haunted Mansion. She cosplays as pirate often when we go to Magic Kingdom. It's just who Macy is. Like I love, love, love this ride. Um, It gives me nostalgia of going on the Disney cruise. It takes me back to watching Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I, in fact, love that they built the movie into the ride. It was like a ride that inspired a movie. And I feel like that was kind of the first for Disney, which was really, really cool. I think that this is a really classic ride that everybody can go on, um, feel good about. I do have a memory of my nephew being about seven and being scared to go on it. And I don't know what it was about pirates that was scaring him at the time, but now I tease him about it and it's just not, (laughs) it's it's like nothing to really, really be afraid of in my opinion. I love it though. I gave it a 90.
2: Yay. Yeah. I, when I did these rankings, I kind of had two lists, you know, the, the icons of the icons and then the other attractions. And this is of course... One of the absolute staples. Uh, it's amazing. People think it was original to the park. It wasn't. It wasn't there when it opened. But people, I, I learned this on my Keys to the Kingdom tour, guests were so upset that there wasn't a Pirates ride that they put one in really quickly um, because it was so popular at Disneyland. It's so good. It's so good. It's so well-themed. It's full of classic images and scenes. The canon room is scary. Um, It, it really is. Like Sometimes I'm like, oh, it's creepy. Uh, but not scary. Like Not too scary. Just a little creepy. Uh, There are some little surprise thrill elements in it, which I always appreciate, even for a little one. I think that's really fun. So like I said, I, I ranked the classics against the classics in my mind. And so I really wanted this one to be high. I think it encompasses really everything that you want out of a classic Disney attraction. And I gave it a 96.
0: I'm so happy because this is my favorite. I even, and I mentioned this before, I have a child named after Captain Jack Sparrow. (laughs) I love that this is a ride that inspired a movie. Like you had mentioned, I love that the movie then even inspired back into the ride. I love all of that. I love the length of this ride. I love the smell of this ride. Oh my goodness. Can't you all just smell it talking about it? I love that it's a nice rest. It's a, you know, it's a great place to go and, and, take a little midday break it just the coolness of it the the kind of the darkness getting out of the sunshine everything about it feels it, on
2: the longer side doesn't yeah, it yeah
0: i think it is for sure the detail of it it's still in that the old-fashioned imagineer days where they really have so much pride in their work like when you're going under one of the um the archways into another room there's a pirate sitting on top of the archway and his little his leg is dangling down and you see the hair on his leg I, all the little details like that, the little pigs in the mud pot. Like I, I love all the details. It is absolutely beautiful. I love that it has adapted over time. They, they had, um, they were in the news a little bit about changing up some of the storyline with some of the male and female roles in this attraction. And I loved that it has grown with the times in that respect. Mm-hmm. So all of these things, and I really needed this to be high, and I, I'm glad to know that y'all have not infected its uh score you and that you were in agreement but i did give it a 99 i need this to be the top of the list uh-huh.
2: <laughs> now that we're doing more of these episodes people are getting really strategic with their rankings. Yeah. So now
0: um stacy what keeps it from being 100 for you um i don't know i guess i could have given it 100 I, I there's not anything i i you know I guess maybe it does have a long line. You really do need to do a lightning lane for this. Uh, So I guess, you uh, you know, but but even that, I don't know that that's necessarily a con. I think it's just evidence of how
2: great a ride it is. I want to say, too, that the East of the Kingdom tour, if you have really older kids, like 16 and over, or you're going with just adults, it's not that expensive, And it kind of gives you a behind-the-scenes tour of all of Magic Kingdom. Very cool. But my point to saying this is, on the tour, you learn a huge, rich history about this specific attraction and sort of how it came to be in this park. And there are some really, really crazy, cool stories about the pirate costumes that the audio animatronics are wearing and a huge ordeal that happened with them right before the opening day of this ride. And the, the set designer and the costume designer and all of the Imagineers that went into the creation of this specific version of the attraction. I highly recommend doing that tour to learn all of that because I gained
1: even more respect for such a classic ride after doing that tour. Mm. I I truly do love this ride. However, uh, back to Disneyland. I actually wish this line was this ride was longer. It's only eight and a half minutes. and in Disneyland, it's like 15 plus minutes. It is a much, much longer, ride in Disneyland. And I really like how Disneyland ends up, you go down more hills in Disneyland because they're limited on space. And so you have to go underground a lot more in Disneyland, but they did such a good job bringing it over to Magic Kingdom. I'm so glad that they brought it over. It's, it needs to be in every single Disney resort in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: for sure. Okay. Then why don't you start us off here on the next attraction? People mover? Yeah. Ah.
1: Uh-huh. It is my ride. It is. I could sit on the people mover over and over and over and over and over. It's actually called Tomorrowland Transit Authority, right? But we, Yeah, it is. people yeah. mover. It's barely a ride. <laughs> it is just on a track going in a circle, not a circle. It's taking you through all of Tomorrowland. It takes you through getting to see inside of attractions. Sometimes you'll get to see the inside of Space Mountain. On multiple occasions, we've seen Space Mountain with the lights on, which is a really cool thing to see. Getting to see inside of Buzz Lightyear, um, getting a high overview of Tomorrowland. I love that view. But what really, really sells the People Mover is that view when you're coming out and you get two amazing views high above the crowd of Cinderella Castle. And if you time it perfectly at Golden Hour, there is no better view in all of Disney, in my opinion, than the view of Cinderella Castle from the People Mover. It is a great way to rest your feet. You're getting a breeze you're protected from the storm like if it's any major elements they're not going to be running it but the heat's going to be protected because you're covered the entire time i loved riding it and getting to see tron when tron was being built i can't say enough about it i think that the line sometimes seems long but it's basically a constant loading ride so you're basically just walking through that line and i truly truly do love the people mover i cannot give it as high as i want to because the reality is it's not an amazing ride like is everybody going to love it no But I love it. So I gave it an 80.
2: Yeah, that's good. So here's the thing. I agree with everything you said. I wish every land at Magic Kingdom had a version of this ride. Yeah, Because I love behind the scenes and just being kind of taken around these incredible lands that Magic Kingdom has in each creative way for each land. Like you could hop a magic carpet in Adventureland, you know, and have the eventually on mover or whatever and just go behind the scenes in one or two attractions. I, I really love it for that. I agree with you. I feel bad for the riverboat right now because (laughs) we called it not an attraction and then dumped it. (laughs) And now we're going to call people mover, not really an attraction because it's really not, it's not rooted in any Disney theming. It's not an icon. It's not a classic, not in Disney terms, but I it's something I wish was in every part of the park. Right. And I do love it for that. I scored it higher than I probably should have at a 78. I appreciate that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I may be the highest one right here. What did you say, Becky? 80. Okay, yeah. I love, love, love the People Mover. This, it is such a smooth ride. It is the most relaxing. I've never heard Disney say that you shouldn't put your feet up on this ride, but I feel like like we shouldn't for some reason. I don't know. Do y'all feel bad about that? No, no. I don't feel bad (laughs) about that at all. Just put your feet up. (laughs) We have walked and walked and walked. (laughs) Yes, but it's where you put your feet up. It is so wonderful. It genuinely is like the smoothest ride. The track is just so smooth. Um, I love that it has little slow spots and then it has little fast spots. I love that it goes through Space Mountain. This ride has stopped for me in Space Mountain where it was completely pitch black during the the Halloween party. <laughs> That's one of the overlays I guess you would say for during the Halloween party is that Space Mountain, they turn off all the lights. There's no lights and you ride it in the pitch black, which is really super fun. However, if you're on People Mover during that time and it's I I could not see anything. I could not see my hand in front of my face. And you started seeing everybody, we had to turn our phones on because it was just way too dark. But anyway, that was a rare occasion. The the views of the castle, everything that y'all have already said, I rank it really high. I rank it really high. I could not rank it as high as pirates. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) But I'm close. I gave it a 95. Wow. Ooh,
1: I love it. I thought I was going to be like extraordinarily high. I do love it as well. I think that your explanation of getting stopped in the Star Wars or in Space Mountain sounds like an opportunity for the most expensive nap on Earth. Like, yeah. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> just in what we're doing today with ranking non hot requirement rides, this is an ideal ride for the youngest kids as far as it gives them time to rest as well. It gives them that little bit of a speed feel. You know, there are little spots for really young ones to to, to have that wee factor. <laughs> um, I, I think it is a really great
1: ride. Yeah, it's fun. I think having our family of five, there's myself and my husband and then we have three teenagers and not a single one of us dread going on like Oh, mom wants to go on the people mover again like we all enjoy it enjoy the feet foot rest my husband opens his pokemon go app and collects pokeballs the entire ride it, it, it makes everyone happy <laughs> yeah,
2: that's great you said you were talking about the pitch black space mountain stacy my my little baby my five-year-old daughter rode space mountain for the first time in that pitch blackness
0: and oh wow
2: I know we're not talking about height required rides, but she just made it like, and she may have had a tiny boost from her shoes and you know that the smallest one has to sit in the front. So she's not sitting with me and she's in front of me and it was so pitch black in there. I was so freaked out, but she did great.
0: Yeah. It's really astonishing how dark it could be. (laughs) Crazy
2: dark. Yeah. Okay. And that's just to say, you know, she's ridden all these things through the years and now she's getting into those bigger rides and the transition has been really fun. So we're down to the last two. And the first one we're going to discuss is The Little Mermaid. And Stacey, you you take it.
0: Okay. This is a newer ride from some of the ones that we, I mean, it's been there a while now, but in comparison to things like Dumbo and Pirates, <laughs> still kind of consider this one of the newer ones, which makes for, you know, the animatronics in it to be a little fresher. I think the colors in there are really pretty. I love the soundtrack of this ride. I love going through and singing along. It's not like Small World where it's the same song all the way throughout. It changes with the scene. But do you know, Becky, you mentioned Hidden Mickeys in one of our other, what did you mention it during the Buzz Lightyear, I think? No, Winnie the Pooh. Oh yeah, yeah, Winnie the Pooh. But do you know that the very best, in my opinion, the very best Hidden Mickey is in the queue of this ride? Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what I'm talking about. I think this is, it is the best thing. It is a shadow. There was a design of the landscaping of this ride where a shadow will come through from the sunlight (laughs) and it will make a hidden Mickey shadow I don't know if you wouldn't really call it a shadow actually because it's the light it's the reverse of a shadow <laughs> the shadow of the the walls around it make this hidden Mickey and one time a year it is a perfect hidden Mickey in a perfect spot. one time a day no just one time a year because the different one time a year yeah well that's perfect like it's a perfect hidden Mickey in the perfect spot you can see it all different times of the year yes but it's it's a little misshapen it's a little bit mm. off-centered but there's there's just one time it's on Mickey's birthday. Stop it. Are you serious? Yes. It's amazing. Like the techno like the the math that had to be done for this blows my mind. And I just I'm so astonished by that. So like I love being able to see it. Now you you know, it's not there all day. It's just during a certain time of the day. And it does kind of shift just because the sun's not moving, but the earth is moving. <laughs> and anyway, I the aspect of that, I love that. I, I think that's just totally mind blowing. I love the little fun effect of entering the ride as you're on the seashells and it goes backwards into the water and you're looking up up into the ceiling and it's, you know, as if you're going underwater. Um, I love that effect. I think that's really super cute. It reminds me of scuba divers when they're falling backwards into the water. Do y'all know why scuba divers fall backwards? No, because if they fell forward, they would land in the boat. <laughs> but um, um, anyway, you should be a skipper on the you should be a skipper on <laughs> <in> jungle cruise. <laughs> okay. I know. I know. I'm really lame. I am so lame. <laughs> um, OK, so I've been rambling on. I'm giving this an 88. I love it. I'm giving it a pretty high score. I think you need to do it. That's great. Go ahead, Becky, you go. Little Mermaid is the
1: epitome of my childhood. I am born in the 80s, but I feel like I'm a child of the 90s. I wore out my VHS version. Yes, even the inappropriate version of the VHS
0: (laughs) cover.
2: (laughs) Only a true 90s child would know. That's right. That's right. This is true.
0: This is true. Oh, people are going to be Googling that now. Why? Why is there an inappropriate? Oh, they know. Little Mermaid. These these people who sit and listen to us, they already know. know.
1: They know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love, love, love the Little Mermaid. She is. It's something about the red-haired princesses, right? I love Merida. I love Ariel. I loved the new Little Mermaid movie, but the classic holds a special place in my heart. It's right there with Winnie the Pooh in terms of nostalgic and rides. My very favorite animatronic in all of Disney World is on this ride. I love King Triton. The Sebastian. Oh, I thought you No. Very- I love the little Sebastian. He's like these teen this teeny teeny tiny little conductor. He's like the perfect little animatronic. This is insane. I love him. This is insane.
2: That Navi River animatronic existed in Disney world and you like the little crab version Sebastian.
1: He's so smooth. He looks like a real crab. I love him so much. Go on that ride and watch him and tell me he's not an amazing animatronic. Speaking of animatronics though, we just saw Tiana's and it's going to be amazing. I'm super excited. I think the animatronic evolution is coming along so well. Anyway, long story short, oh, I love The Little Mermaid. I love this ride. I love that when you get off, you can go and meet her right there. It's perfect. Uh, i give it a 90. oh okay i'm also
2: child of the 90s ariel was my girl actually jasmine was my girl more but then probably ariel or maybe they were tied i don't know it doesn't matter i just didn't make this one a classic in my mind like it, it didn't hold the the classic requirements for me that small world and haunted mansion and jungle cruise and pirates all held dumbo and so i i took a little points off there because that's really how i was ranking but i do love ariel and mermaid Fun ride. Not really that different than any other attraction that is just based on a movie. You know, you're just kind of going through the scenes of animatronics. And so I gave it a 76. Okay. All right. And that brings us to the very last attraction. I want to remind you that we did not rank shows or... Like live shows or animatronic shows or video shows that exist at Magic Kingdom. So just remember that this isn't even a complete list. We've done a lot of things today. This is not even a complete list of what you can do with your little ones. But the very last attraction we are ranking today, Carousel of Progress.
0: Yes. This is a
2: heated topic on this show here.
1: <laughs> Becky, I want you to start. Well, we will introduce it in pure Katie fashion that it has the best song, which we love listening to Katie sing, but best song is in air quotes yeah it's best. not it is my <laughs> least favorite it, it holds i actually this was like debated on should this be a ride like we're we're essentially ranking rides that don't have a height requirement in my head this is a show but it does have some of the pieces it is moving there are animatronics there are things that could classify it as a ride i suppose it's it's there it's happening yeah it's there (laughs) i i do enjoy the air conditioning break i do i can't say we never do it because we probably ride it once a year it's one of those things that's just kind of like it's a nice little break from the day it's right there next to the people mover that i do want to go spend my time doing so if i need to get out of the rain this might be somewhere we go do um go spend some time but it's dated it's it's a 50 for me.
2: Carousel of Progress has a rich history, which you know I love. The first time I wrote it was actually in adulthood. I didn't write it as a kid, at least not that I remember. Maybe I did, but it's not super memorable. I was like jaw dropped at some of the quote unquote humor in the ride. I just thought a lot of it was weird and questionable and like the girls in the shower and then like the dads and her friend like I don't know it's just all really odd. I can't get on board with this this weird ride. I respect it for being Walt's thing. it was presented at the World's Fair and uh that's great. Awesome. Good for good for that. Glad Disney World has it. But I agree with you. I also gave it a fifty. It got half and half for me because I can respect what it is, but it is not for me.
0: Yeah. I um and I hate that song, by the way. Oh, you hate that song. <laughs> yeah, I respect it. I we we do hop on there often just for the nostalgic of it. We have memories of clapping and singing along like the annoying families do that go in there. So we want to experience that every once in a while. We are not riding this every trip. I do love the advancement that came with this, that Walt Disney thought of ways to move large crowds of people at the World's Fair. It is such a genius way of getting a lot of people through an attraction in a short amount of time. Um, I love that Imagineering. I think that's very respectful. But guys, it you know, Katie, I love you. I, I respect that you love this ride, but you have to acknowledge it is a great napping place. Ugh. It is a little boring. So I did not rank it quite as low as y'all did, but I did give it a 60.
2: Okay. <laughs> Just heed our warning. You're going to be bored. Okay. Okay. We, that's it. We did it. We ranked all the rides at Magic Kingdom that do not have a height requirement. We are going to put them in order. Take a quick break while we tally the totals here. And you know what? While we're doing a little bit of quick math on our end, this is a great time for you to stop what you're doing and fill out the form in our bio to let us know what you put in your park bag. Or maybe you're not following us on Instagram. Maybe you're not in our Facebook or Patreon communities. You can find all the links in our bio. You can join us at, at Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast, and we will be right back to reveal what is the very best attraction without a height requirement in all of Magic Kingdom.
1: Hey there friends, I'm Katie Boone, one of your podcast co-hosts. I'd love to invite you to join my Facebook Disney Planning Community called Planning Disney with Babies, Toddlers and Preschoolers. In my group, I love discussing all the aspects of planning your magical vacation with little ones. Find my community at facebook.com/groups/plan-disney-with-little-ones. Again, that's facebook.com/groups/plan-disney-with-little-ones.
0: When you join, don't forget to tell me you heard about my group on the podcast. See you there! Hey, wait, wait, wait. I know you're ready to get back to the podcast, but I've got something very simple for you to do. Join my Facebook group, Disney Planning Made Simple. I'm Stacy, one of your podcast hosts, and I have a sweet, friendly Facebook group made for those of us who thrive in the simple pleasures of life. Things like family, food, and Disney. Join at facebook.com groups slash Disney Made Simple or follow with the link in the show notes. We'll be so happy to see you there.
2: All right, we are back. I'm really excited. I Becky did our math, and I actually do not know the order. Stacy does not know the order. I have my guess on what you know is going to fall in the top five, but I have not been doing the math along the way. If some of you all have, that's fun for you, <laughs> but I have not, and I'm going to learn in real time as is Stacy as Becky. lets us know the ranking order out of 17 non height requirements attractions at magic kingdom
1: i think first let's just acknowledge there are 17 rides that everyone can go on in magic kingdom how cool is that that is way more than you could do in an entire day i think it would be really hard to get in all of these in one day so all right let's start with number 17 this is shocking (laughs) shocking That 17 is the Astro Orbiter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Number 17. Make
2: it a monument. Stop riding it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Just leave it constantly going. Nobody wants to see that area without the the cars moving, right? It adds to the ambiance. All right. So with a score of twenty three was the astro orbiter, and just beating out the astro orbiter is the riverboat. Really,
2: we must really hate the astro orbiter for the big old boat to
1: beat it. <laughs> <laughs> We're just being hating the least liked track in the Magic yeah. Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right, number fifteen with a score of fifty two. That's a big jump yeah. from, from twenty four yeah. to fifty two. Is the carousel fair enough? Number 14 with a score of 53 is the carousel of progress. So it's at least not in the last three in the park, (laughs) Katie, we're sending you some saving grace. All right. Number 13 with a score of 63 is Aladdin's magic carpets.
2: Katie's going to die that the carpets beat the carousel of progress.
1: (laughs) All right. Number 12. We actually had a three-way tie here. So Allie, go ahead and explain what we do when we have a tie.
2: Stacey and I did not know where the ties fell in our ranking, but on our break while Becky was doing the math, she let us know which attractions were tied, not where they fell in the total. And we just kind of talked through it as a group in what we felt were the most iconic or most magical or whatever the criteria we felt like giving it were. And and re-ranked them. So the score may be the same, but we put them in the order we felt made the most sense. Yes.
1: So these three have a tied score of 66 on average, which was we're saying number 12 will go to Winnie the Pooh. That breaks my heart a little bit that Buzz Lightyear is coming in at 11. And number 10 is the Mad Tea Party. I'm happy that the Tea Party made the top 10. I think it is classic Magic Kingdom. And
2: we didn't even know that putting that at the highest of the tie would break it into the top 10. And I, it, the mad, the teacups deserve to be in the top 10 attractions at Magic Kingdom. That's great. I agree.
1: All right. So now we have a bit of a jump in scores up to number nine with a score of 76, Peter Pan's Flight. Ooh, we just made the whole internet mad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the entire world has that feeling of why is this line so long? Maybe I'm living in a sheltered world, I don't know. Clearly it's love. It
2: is by far the most popular, I would say, out of all the ones we've talked about today based on wait time. But like, if anybody can tell me why it deserves that recognition, like, please do. Let me know.
1: Jumping up to number eight with a score of 78 is Dumbo.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Moving on to number seven the Walt Disney World Railroad. I'm actually surprised that this wasn't up in number in number five. When we started our rankings, I was thinking with those strong scores, I'm like, this might be a top five contender.
2: There's just too much Disney OG energy in this park. And when you get them all battling each other, I'm glad it beat Dumbo. I, I am. Because I kind of put those in the same category
1: there. Sure. That makes sense. All right. Number six with a score of 83 is the Jungle Cruise. Followed by, also this one was a tie as well. We put it one notch up. Is the People Movers? Are we going to hate have hate mail for this? Yeah, this is
2: our big hot take. Stacy and I did not know that our vote to put People Mover above Jungle Cruise. Above
1: Jungle Cruise was going
2: to
0: bump People Mover into the top five, but I'm super glad it did. Yes, I rank. You know, I ranked People Mover high. I think it's definitely a top five.
1: I put. People Mover in top three. Like, yeah, I'm not going to say it's going to be an amazing, like storytelling experience, but I do not miss the People Mover ever. Same. All right. So that put People Mover at number five. Number four with a score of 85. I was hoping she was going to get an 89 to be nostalgic for this is The Little Mermaid.
2: I am disappointed by this. I think Jungle Cruise should have reached the top five before Mermaid, but that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. It's fine. It, it worked out. I do think looking at the three that are left, we probably nailed the top three, but I cannot wait to hear what order they're in. So go. what's three?
1: Number three with a score of 86 is Small
0: World. Yep. Feels appropriate. Sure does. Yep. I think that's right.
2: Okay. Let me just say at the top of the episode, I said I had a feeling I knew what would what would win. Okay. And the the attraction I picked is still in the running, but I do not know which one won.
0: So, yeah, it? and I, I would have I would have guessed these to be the final two for the top as well. Give us number
1: one. Let us know what one. so this one these are very close in score. It is a ninety five versus a ninety two. So very, very strong contenders. These are rides everybody should should ride on. The number one ride with a score of ninety five is Pirates of the Caribbean.
2: interesting. I really thought that Haunted Mansion was going to be our top pick today.
1: I was, I knew it was going to be one of these two. I didn't really know where you guys were going to weigh in on these two, but I love that they're number one and number two. Yeah. I think that any given time they could be flipped flopped, but today pirates takes the crown.
2: Yeah. I don't disagree with it. I do. love I mean, I love pirates. Obviously we talked about it. This was so fun. I, I think more than anything, we now have a really comprehensive list that's going to help families prioritize which attractions they should be prioritizing. Some are unexpected, maybe with people mover in there and some that you maybe thought you were really going to want to put a lot of pressure on. Maybe you've dropped down in your list based on our list. But again, don't forget that taking your babies to Disney is really fun and there's plenty to do. You probably need two days at Magic Kingdom if you have a kiddo that needs attractions without height requirements, because this clearly is a massive list. That was so much fun, both of you. Thank you so much. I loved it. I cannot wait to rank more things around Disney World because we all have strong opinions. And for the most part, they're typically opposing opinions. Although today we were pretty in sync, which was fun. That's going to do it for us today. Recently, we had a listener leave us a five-star review. It's Carly Gratz. She said... This is the best of the best. This podcast has been a favorite of mine for several months now. These women are so relatable as fellow moms doing Disney and share the best tips and tricks and itineraries. We have used their advice on several recent trips. And now I have my own mom who is technology savvy listening in preparation for our April 2024 trip. It has been super helpful. And she hasn't been to Disney since 1999. Thanks again and keep up the great work. We love that. We're inspiring generations. Could not ask for more. I cannot imagine what she's going to think of Disney now today versus what it was in 1999 when she last went. Uh, And we hope that you will find us either in the Patreon or on our social media and let us know how that trip goes because it sounds really special. If you enjoyed today's episode, you may want to check out our Magic Kingdom itinerary. Our reviewer just mentioned it in her review, and it's going to be really helpful in understanding how to fit these attractions from today in. You might also enjoy What is the Best Age for Disney World, where we talk about the best parts of taking kids any age to Walt Disney World. Don't forget to hit up all the links in our bio, like and subscribe. And until next time, we'll see you real soon.